welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome again for this important part of your journey and our journey as we come home to ourselves. And today's topic is no more settling, no more settling. And I am really inspired by each of you and the ways in which you are taking your journey seriously because there are ways in which we can feel we have wasted time. There are ways in which we can feel we have been hidden by choice or by circumstance, but this is our time of unveiling. This is the time for the grand reveal of everything that is within you that has yet to come out. And so in order for all of that to manifest, for us to go from ideas and visions and hopes and dreams to full manifestation, it requires a boldness and an urgency that I believe you have. And so we tap into that boldness, we tap into that urgency as we get to the point of becoming, as Fannie Lou Hamer said, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's the question we end up having to ask ourselves. Am I tired of walking around this mountain? Am I tired of living small? Am I tired of operating beneath my capacity and my potential? Am I tired of it yet? Because there is a certain comfort there. There's a certain familiarity there. But in the end, we are unfulfilled. And so I invite you on this journey home to ask yourself the questions, what are the ways in which I am currently settling? What are the ways in which I am currently living beneath my gift, my calling, my possibility, my name? What are the ways in which I have been playing it safe and living small? And why is it that I have settled here when I know I am called for there? And so as we start to look at this idea of settling as it relates to homecoming, it is to recognize that whenever I make camp, whenever I make my residence, my home in a place that really doesn't fit me, in a place that is beneath me or in a place where there is not enough room for my possibility, for my voice and my wings, then I have in some ways deceived myself because I am not at home. So we unfortunately sometimes adjust to dysfunction. And what are the ways that you have become comfortable living beneath who you are? 
What are the ways that you have adjusted to circumstances that do not reflect you and do not celebrate you? And there are all different realms in which we can settle. Sometimes we settle professionally and we hold on for the security of a position when we really have the capacity for so much more. We can settle artistically when instead of really tapping into our creativity and freedom, we become an imitation of someone else's art and voice and surrender the journey of developing and expanding our own. We can settle in friendship and uh, romance where we are spending time and investing ourselves in situationships that do not honor us, situating ourselves in false friendships for the sake of company or for the sake of history or for the sake of ease, but we are actually living outside the realm of who we were born to be. We can settle spiritually, not operating in our spiritual gifts, spiritual power, spiritual authority, and instead shrinking and hiding and being afraid of things that are actually intimidated by us if we could see the truth of who we are. And emotionally, we can also settle where we go for good enough when greatness is possible. And one of the challenges I wrote recently on Twitter is when we have spent a portion of our lives in a basement, then we can mistake the first floor for the penthouse. And I wonder on today how the trauma of your past, the abuse or neglect of your past, the disappointment of your past has caused you to lower your expectations uh, for fear of future disappointment. And so what are the things that you are calling amazing that actually, when you tell yourself the truth, fall short, really speaking to your heart? to your mind, to your spirit. And so to take the risk of journeying home to myself, it is to uproot myself from the places where I have planted prematurely. So sometimes we grow roots in places, in circumstances, in attitudes, in places that are on the journey home but are not yet home. So we are quick to want to uh, say we have completed a process. And how does that sound in everyday talk? I'm good, right? I already dealt with that. <laughs> I've already worked on that. I've already addressed that. Or the best one yet, I'm over it, right? I'm already over it. And when my symptoms are continuing to show up in my life in a way that is dictating my life, then we're talking about half healing, half healing and half wholeness. So are there aspects of your life that you have declared whole and healed that are still in process? And so we want to honor the process instead of just wanting to quickly say, I'm finished, I did it. And so for us to tell ourselves the truth on today, what are the steps I have taken to get closer to home? And what are the ways in which, if I am honest with myself, I am still wandering? What are the ways in which I am not truly at home with myself, with certain people, 
in certain places, in certain situations, when I find myself regressing, going back to my former ways, my former mindset, when I find myself reaching for quick fixes, instant gratification and comfort that can sedate me into a place of unknowing what I already know. The reality is there are some truths that we already know that we sometimes deny because to acknowledge them would require me to make some moves and to stay where I am settled in a major way requires that I deceive myself. So for me to tell myself the truth about the reality that I have done some healing work, I have grown in some ways, I am not where I used to be, and I am not yet fully at home. And there is no shame in that. There is freedom in recognizing that. Because once I recognize that, then I can reactivate and stop trying to convince myself to declare something good that is not good. That I no longer have to convince myself to adjust and embrace that which is poison, to adjust and embrace that which leaves me thirsty and unfulfilled. So it is a gift to be able to acknowledge my growth and to be able to recognize the areas in which I am still growing and coming home to myself. So even in my therapeutic process, even in my healing process, I don't want to settle for partial healing. And that is very seductive because it is better than where we were, which is good, right? And so I can see that. I can see my growth. I can see my wings. I can feel myself breathing more. I can see my sleep improving. I can see myself taking steps in terms of how I care for myself and setting boundaries and making choices. So to recognize that I still have growth is not to erase the ways in which I have grown. Let me say it again. To recognize the areas in which I have settled does not negate the ways in which I really have done beautiful work on myself. And I continue to be a work in process. I continue to be a work in progress. I continue to unfold. So it is beautiful what we have come to see about ourselves on this journey home. And instead of feeling overwhelmed or fatigued or discouraged or shame, I'm actually excited about who I am becoming. I'm excited to continue to meet her. I'm excited for you to continue to be surprised by what you carry, to learn new things about your voice, your gifts, your capacity, your needs. It is a beautiful lifelong journey of our homecoming. And so I uh, recognize the ways in which I've grown and the ways in which I've settled. And I start to make some uh, commitments. We've talked about vows. 
I start to make some commitments to myself about the fact that I will not settle for less than all that is possible for me, that I risk the discomfort of growth. It's called growing pains. And too many times our growing pains cause us to shut down and cause us to retreat because it's awkward, right? When I'm used to settling, I know how to do that, right? I know how to operate in this space. I know how to engage with people on this level. I know how to live from underneath my shell with all my armor on. I know how to operate in dysfunction. It's a skill. (laughs) It is a skill to be able to operate in dysfunction as if it is the norm, because for many of us, it has been the norm. Do you know that when you are used to warfare, that peace can feel uncomfortable? Do you know that when you're used to operating in combat mode, that regular conversation and healthy communication can feel awkward? Did you know that when you are used to operating like the world is against you, it is really a stretch to imagine soaring with your heart open? Hmm. But we get to a place where even though I am used to the dysfunction, there is something deep within me that lets me know this is not it. This cannot be all that there is. It cannot be. It cannot be. And so that longing, that spiritual calling within us to come out of hiding, to come out of our shells, to come out of these pits, of these valleys, into the light of day, into the fullness of who we are on the planet to be. And so as I think about not settling, one of the first things that I do is raise my expectations of what is possible. Because as long as I convince myself that where I am is all that there can be, then I will stay put. I will stay put in low vision, and limited capacity because I don't believe there is more. Now, here's the trick. For many of us, we believe that theoretically more exists, but it exists for other people, right? We see other people living these fuller lives, but we have taken ourselves out of that category. So we say, oh, you know, these amazing lives are possible for some people, but I am not one of those people. And I want you to know that that is a lie that you are peculiarly made. You are unique in your gifts. You are unique in your voice, that you are altogether worthy of living a fulfilled life. And that is not beyond your reach, even if it is a stretch. And so on today, we make a commitment to break through the glass ceiling, both of our own expectations and on the limitations others have placed on us. Because here is the truth. The reason that some of us settle did not originate with us. Some of us have been given messages directly and indirectly that this is all we can have. We have been told to lower our gaze by teachers or guidance counselors, by parents, by media, 
by religious leaders, by so-called friends who are also limited. And so I stopped judging myself for the ways that I have settled. I just recognize that I no longer want to operate in that limited mindset. And so while it will be awkward and uncomfortable, I press through the limitation of diminished expectations and I start to expect, anticipate, plan for big things. I start to envision, expect, plan for, move in the direction of larger things, larger things in love, larger things in my career, larger things in my emotional well-being, larger things in terms of my physical health, larger things in terms of my spiritual capacity. I raise the roof on my expectations because I dare to believe that more is possible than what I have seen, that more is possible than where I have planted myself. Not only do I raise my expectations, but because I don't want to settle, it also means I have to increase my boundaries with things that do not align with nor reflect where I am going. You see, sometimes the reason we have settled is because we accept anything because we don't think everything is possible. And when I start to believe in myself that I can actually have more, then it frees me up to say no to things that are not fulfilling. It frees me up to set boundaries on things that do not stand in agreement with my vision, with my wings, with my possibility, with my voice. So if I am not going to settle in this season, what do I need to say no to? Who do I need to say no to? What doors do I need to close so I can ready myself for the right doors? Who are the people that I'm spending time with that keep me planted in dysfunction? When I start to engage in a conversation that reflects where I have been, but not where I want to be, then I do not have to continue to entertain that conversation. When I find myself reaching for those habits that keep me locked in to my present reality, and I know it does not reflect where I want to go, then I can set a boundary on that. So a key theme for us as we stop settling is release to receive, release to receive, release to receive. I have to release the first floor so I can move up. I have to release the things I have been clinging to because I believed that was all that there was. Now, there can be strategy involved in your releasing. For example, for those of you uh, who are looking for a new job, right? You can think about what is my pathway of transitioning from this security job, security career to the place in which I am called. And even as I develop my strategy, I also am very clear. I have to activate so I can release to receive. 
The same thing with friendships or romantic relationships. If I am in a place where I am tolerating and accepting mistreatment and neglect and lack of care, am I willing to release it even if it means there'll be a part of the journey I have to walk by myself? You see, sometimes to not settle requires faith. It requires walking away from some things even when the new thing has not fully shown up. But I just know where I am is not where I want to be. And so we enforce our boundaries on things that contaminate our progress and our process. If I am committed to not settling, I also have to release excuses. What are the excuses that you have used to justify your settling? What are the reasons you have told yourself and told other people to over-explain why you are clinging to that which does not speak life to you, to that which does not fulfill you? And so I release the need to explain, excuse, or justify And I start to tell myself the truth. So the truth may be, I have settled because I did not feel good about myself. I have settled because I was disappointed early on and I was afraid to be disappointed again. I have settled because I was waiting and it didn't look like something good was going to happen for me. So then I just had to reach for good enough. I have settled because I was bored settled because I was lonely, settled because I was insecure. Now that sounds like some honest talk. That sounds like some honesty instead of the ways in which we have deceived ourselves. So I acknowledge the ways in which I have settled and then I start to tell myself the truth about why that has been. Why why have I done that so that I can start to heal those issues and step out of those tight corners that are shrinking me. I mean, many of us are in places that are draining us, that are shrinking us, that are numbing us to the fullness of life. When I decide that I'm not going to settle anymore, it also means I am going to stop bending over backwards, contorting myself to make myself fit into places that do not reflect my truth. I mean, how many times have we silenced ourselves in conversations in order to be accepted? How many times have we been inauthentic with ourselves and with others? in order to stay in circumstances that do not align with our spirits. Are you ready to stop censoring, contorting, bending over backwards, silencing yourself, abandoning and neglecting yourself for something that does not even feed your spirit? So when I choose to no longer settle It's when I get bold and courageous enough to be myself wherever I am, 
let the chips fall where they may. (laughs) Oh, that I want to show up as me. And so if that is unacceptable in this friendship, then that's not my friend. If that is unacceptable in this relationship or in this marriage, then that is really not my partner. If that is unacceptable in this career, then this career or the way I have imagined it is not reflective of my truth. I was telling my students uh, yesterday, I teach at Pepperdine University in the graduate program, and I was telling my students there are different aspects of who we are. And so if I tap into a different aspect of myself, it doesn't mean I'm being inauthentic. It's just a different part of me, right? So when I am giving lectures to my class, uh, that is me, right? So it's not I'm having to spend three hours being something that I'm not because that really is not sustainable. It will make someone bitter or resentful. But I show up in that space to give those lectures still being myself, right? So there are ways in which uh, we are multifaceted, but you just want to be clear, am I being my multifaceted authentic self or am I living a lie trying to be accepted? Not only do we stop bending over backwards when we don't want to settle, but it also means speaking and living truth. To be the fullness of who I can be means I have to tell myself the truth and then live from that place. Because when I live from that place, any hint of shrinking, of distorting will be unacceptable right? Even to me. And so I live and speak from the place of truth. And finally, as I commit to not settling, I love on myself in the journey. Because we said some of what keeps us settling is the fear and insecurity and anxiety. And so if I keep judging myself, beating up on myself for my lack of progress, condemning myself, that will deflate me and cause me to shrink and settle more. And so in this season, to no longer settle, I have to love on me. I have to love on me where I am, right? That I recognize I'm on a journey, that I'm not fully there, but I'm not waiting until I get there to love myself, right? That I am deserving and worthy of love and celebration where I am right now. And I know I said that was the last one, but I just want to add, it is so important in this season of your life to connect with and find people who are also committed to not settling. Because when I am surrounded by those who are dominated by fear, insecurity, and self-sabotage, then it can be uncomfortable for me to move forward. If we're both struggling, but we are both committed to our growth and our healing, then we can walk this thing out together, right? And so start to look for those who have set intentions for the fullness of life, who have set intentions to live from truth, who have set intentions for compassion, who have set intentions to maximize and lean into the fullness of all that is possible. What in the world will we be when we get out of these places we have settled 
and really come home to ourselves. It is a beautiful, beautiful journey, and I'm excited to be on it with you. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.